We are so excited to welcome a new sponsor to Nashville Restaurant Radio, Volunteer Welding Gas and Supply. Volunteer Welding Beverage Carbonation began serving bulk CO2 and beverages systems in 1976. They're a service-oriented company that is passionate about and dedicated to beverage-only gases. How does a gas company provide service? Well, you either know or you don't know until it's too late. And they use telemetry to monitor your system. Let's say that you're in the middle of a busy lunch and then you realize, hey, there's no carbonation in our Coke. This is a problem. What do you do? You call an 800 number, be put on hold, to be told that maybe sometime in the next 24 hours, somebody will get out to you. Well, that's where the telemetry works. Volunteer welding is monitoring your tank for that. If it gets low or there's a leak, they're gonna let you know beforehand. Imagine that call before lunch, so you never have an 86 situation when you definitely don't need that. Wanna learn more? Give David Perry a call at 615-306-7455 or email him at d. P-E-R-R-Y at volunteerwelding.com. Hey, I'm super excited to talk to you today about Corson Fire and Security. This is a testimonial because we are opening a new restaurant, Chago's Belmont Cantina. I'm in the process right now of setting up everybody and Corson has come in and if it's hood suppression systems to our security cameras, just doing audits and checks to make sure that we're completely compliant, they have been absolutely amazing. It is so nice to know I can am one phone call away from getting Kevin Rose to talk to me about fire extinguishers, general fire products, emergency exit lighting, fire alarm systems, sprinkler systems, fire suppression systems, security, monitoring, communications. They do it all. And I tell you what, they can do it all for you too. You could have a guy like Kevin taking care of you on a daily basis. His number is 615-974-2932 if you would like to experience the Corson experience, Kevin Rose will make that happen for you. Again, that's 615-974-2932. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host. We are powered by Gordon Food Service, and we'll be joined with Caroline Galson, our co-host, very, very shortly. Today, we are talking with Noelle Marchetti, and Noelle is a James Beard semifinalist, uh, as I find out that that's apparently not a nominee. I thought that was. You'll find that out really quickly in the episode. Uh, but she was absolutely lovely. Uh, we're so proud of her. And just since Yolan and the Joseph Hotel opened, um, Tony and Kathy, big fans of the podcast, we loved having them on. And they're doing some of the best food in the world. Uh, it's Caroline's favorite restaurant. And, you know, this is just one of those things. It's um, to have her in studio and to learn more about her uh, was just super duper fun and uh, i think i hope that you're gonna enjoy this interview we got a big week ahead of us this week uh father's day will wrap the week we have a father's day episode of the roundup it's gonna be coming out on friday with ben whitlock who is the president and now owner of mobile fixture 
So he is a lot of fun. Uh, friend of the show, been on before a couple times, and uh, this 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 interview will not disappoint. It's not really an interview. It's just a it's an episode of the Roundup. So we're talking about Father's Day stuff, what dads might want, uh, just a lot of you know catching up, industry fun stuff. So I uh, hope that you enjoy that. And uh, do want to tell you real quick about Big Dan. Big Dan does uh, heating and cooling. So HVAC, he also does electrical and plumbing. And I know there's a lot of restaurants out there that have to call individual contractors for all these different things. He's a triple threat. He does it all. And he has availability to come help you. So what you need to do is you need to get your phone together right now. Press pause. Go get your phone. And, and what you got to do is you got to write down this number. I'm going to wait. Go ahead. Get your phone. Okay, ready? It is 678-343-3329. That is Big Dan. If you need anything in your restaurant, you just need to call him, and he will take good, good care of you. Tell him you heard about him on Nashville Restaurant Radio. This is a guy. He's five stars on Yelp. Uh, he works with me at my house. The guy's amazing. He is really, really a good guy. And uh, I told him I'd help him out and get the word out that this guy, he's been doing it for 30 years. He can do it all, uh, and he's a lot of fun. He's a lot of fun to work with. So without further ado, I am so excited to jump in right now with Noel Marchetti. We are super excited today to welcome in Noel Marchetti, uh, executive pastry chef. Yes. Is that the ex- official title at Yolan? Official title of the the Joseph in general, but yes, Yolan is uh, our restaurant in the bottom of the hotel. Well, I was all wrong. Oh, I'm going to do this again. Third time, we have Noel Marchetti, James Beard nominated executive pastry chef at the Joseph Hotel, which includes Denim, a rooftop bar, and Yolan by Tony and Kathy Montuano. Yes. Was that a better intro? That's great. Was that it? I'm not a nominee, though. I'm a semifinalist. What's, okay, what's the difference? The nominee is like the next step. So a James Beard semifinalist? Mm-hmm. I can't call that a nominee? Mm-hmm. You're nominated for a James Beard Award, right? Y- yeah. Okay. But it's like the we, semifinalist. You're, like, you're, you, say lo- you say long list and short list. Yeah. Okay. Well, you were... But I think we should keep this in because I think we're explaining to people how the awards how work, which all of that to say to be on any list yeah. is really incredible. So congratulations. Thank you. And I would say very, very, very well deserved. I am yeah. so lucky that I've had many wonderful meals at Yolan. It is my favorite restaurant on the planet. Oh. And uh, I, I truly think one of the best restaurants I've ever been to in my life, period, truly. And your desserts are a huge part of that. Thank you. Yeah, I just ate there Friday, actually. Did you? I said, yeah, we had a very long time employee at Nikki's who was uh, moving, uh, moved on Sunday, and uh, we took him out to a great dinner to nice. celebrate. What dessert did you have? So we had the peach okay. dessert, and we had the Earl Grey uh, was, uh the fiore yes yes uh, tell okay so 
tell us about these desserts because I said the peach and the Earl Grey, which is a horrible like, way to oh, describe the and the Fiore. The, these incredible desserts. Completely butchered <laughs> what I meant to do there, but no. No, it's just just the names that we name them, and we you know try to think about these names for hours on end, and then it ends up being something super simple. Um, just because we're overthinking it, just like we probably do the whole dessert. You should change the name of it to the peach. The peach. <laughs> it's called the peach and the Earl Grey. Well, in Italian, pesca does mean peach. I, so you weren't that far off. Yes. <laughs> um, so, what, sorry. What are Brandon. these desserts? I'm curious now. What, what do you, what are, what is the pesca? So the pesca is, um, it's a peach mousse with a peach compote inside, but we kind of derived off elements of like sour cream and there's a peach veil on there, which is a really like cool textural element, um, which is really just kind of like peach puree that we cook and set uh, and we're able to cut. Um, and then it's got almond gelato and some glazed peaches and caramel cream and 13 different elements. <laughs> Unreal. That's the thing I think that, like, I'm fascinated by. Do you only do desserts? Yes. Okay, I don't know. Oh, like, we do bread. Okay, you did bread yeah, too. Yeah, we do the I bread don't know, too. Like, if that's okay, you do the bread as well. Yes. I it's you're, it's artwork. Thanks. What you're doing is not dessert. It is edible artwork. I mean, I I I hundred percent believe that in my soul. Do you have an art background? Not at all. And my team absolutely makes the worst fun of me for any drawing you will ever come like see come off my desk. They're like, what is this? Like, <laughs> I can't tell what I'm looking at, what you're drawing, what shape this is. I can't do anything with a paintbrush or a pencil or a computer <laughs> or any of it. But if you give me some flour and some butter, then yeah, we can make anything happen. What's the Genesis? Were you, were you, was your mom a baker? Did you, where did you learn to do this so my grand i spent a lot of time with my grandparents growing up my single mom she worked a lot where um, did you grow up kingston new york okay. so hudson valley so we had a ton of fresh food ton of produce um lots of local restaurants um but i spent a lot of time with my grandparents and so my grandfather really loved to cook but he also you know really loved to bake so and he would kind of tinker with recipes and pretty much mess them up most of the time but it was him trying to figure out how far he could push the envelope before it really went down the drain and nobody would eat it. Um, so, but most of the time, I mean, they came out pretty good. Uh, but I kind of grew up seeing him be able to do that and watch the science behind it. Um, so how much you could change an element before something in pastry really, you know, made a difference. So it kind of just piqued my interest. And from, from a kid, I, started to do my own kind of tinkering. What is your professional background? How did you go from kind of tinkering as a kid to, to where you are today? So seeing that growing up, I knew that I wanted to do something in food and beverage and pastry was really that calling. Um, so I, because I was lucky enough to grow up in the Hudson Valley, we we're right next to the Culinary Institute of America. So it's right across the river in Hyde Park. Um, so when it came to college, that was just the obvious choice. So I graduated with a bachelor's from um, the Culinary Institute of America with baking and pastry management, and then um, moved on from there to work in Starton Hotels. Oh, in in that same area? or No, we actually moved to Utah after that, and everybody looked at us like we were crazy. Like Your whole family moved? No, my me and my now husband. Oh, oh okay. Yes. So we moved to Utah, and everybody looked at us like we were crazy. Um, and they're like, are you like, 
Okay. <laughs> you losing your mind? Yes. So what is in Utah? Um, but we really wanted to travel and see the whole West and just kind of... Were you in, were you in Park City? Salt yeah, City? we're in Park City. So I was like skiing. Yeah. Skiing is in Utah. So we were at Montage Deer Valley in Park City, which is a beautiful nice. hotel, luxury resort, um, very highly regarded. So their pastry program was top notch. Moved there and worked there for about a year and a half until our family said... It's really far. <laughs> We're not going to come visit. So we decided to move back to the East Coast and um, move to Charlotte. Um, and then that's where I worked for the Ballantine Hotel, which is a luxury collection as well, um, similar to the Joseph. And um, I led that pastry team for six years before Nashville came calling. Awesome. So is the hotel connection how you came to work at the Joseph or? Yeah. So I, I knew that we, we knew that we wanted to leave Charlotte after six or so years and didn't know really where we wanted to go. And it was smack during the middle of COVID. Um, so I actually had a GM who was opening this hotel who reached out, kind of made the connection for me and Tony and we hit it off wonderfully and decided that this was the right fit, we should, you know, definitely move to Nashville. So we've been um, here for, yeah, almost, it'll be three years in August, we'll be open, and we moved pre-opening, and it was a crazy time to open a hotel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it worked. <laughs> it did work. But what an opportunity to come work for somebody like Tony. Yes. I mean, to have that kind of pedigree in a city like Nashville, I was personally really just excited that he was going to be doing what he did here. I mean... You're from Chicago. You know what oh, Spiaggia has done uh, forever. I mean, I, I remember before we knew that they were opening the hotel, it was a Saturday night and I was, or no, it wasn't even a Saturday. It was a weekday night because I was getting ready to leave and I just looked at open table just briefly before I left to see what was on the book and I saw Kathy Montuano and I was like, huh, that's weird. Surely this isn't. <laughs> Kathy Manchuano. And I, I looked at the phone number and it was a 312 area code. I'm like, what's happening? So I was like, Tony, my husband, I was like, I have to tell you, there's this reservation. I There's no way that it can be them. But just on the off chance it is, I'm going to stick around for another 30 minutes. And they walked in and asked <laughs> to sit at the bar counter, just like so casual. And Tony's, my Tony's eyes were like popping out of his head. He's like, oh my God. It, it just, and they are the, I don't have to tell you, no. just the loveliest people on the planet and can't believe that they're in Nashville. How lucky all of us are to have them here. They are. They're the most incredible people. They Truly. are the most genuine and, you know, hardworking and trusting and, you know, inspiring. They're, they're really amazing. That's amazing. I love that. So you're now, you, you've moved to Nashville. We're getting back into your story. You moved to Nashville. The Joseph, do you just have free reign? What does he say? You come in working for a guy who's been, I guess, I don't, I don't want to say he's nominated for 12 James Beard Awards now, but I mean, he had a dozen, he won a James mm -hmm. Beard Award in 2005. And now you're working for this guy. Does he just say, I trust you, go? Or does he give you parameters? Is there a chef that you work with, the chef de cuisine? That's a like, great question. How does, you coming in, do they just say, Full autonomy, make it beautiful. Pretty much, um, which I was really extremely lucky for. Uh, Tony and I hit it off really, you know, great over the phone and when we met when before pre-opening. Um, so we actually shared this kind of connection of a story, which is kind of, I guess, how our heartstrings got connected. Um, 
before we moved, we were on a phone call talking just about kind of traditions and our, you know, heritage and things like that. And I might not look Italian, but I do have a lot of Italian on, on my grandfather's side. And I mentioned this cookie that I had seen him make on uh, one of his kind of like news things in Chicago. And it was called a scaliti. And it's a kind of a fried dough you dip in honey. Mm. So kind of a cookie, kind of a holiday item. We made them all the time growing up, but only at Christmas. So it was kind of that running joke of it's kind of child labor at Christmas time in the basement. <laughs> My grandfather would make us tie all these cookies and fry them. And it was, you know, little fingers did, you know, small work. So I kind of mentioned that to him and he's like, you're kidding. I've never met anybody that has made this cookie before. So we kind of connected over that and realized that our family recipes were one ingredient off, but mm. exactly wow. the same otherwise. So from that kind of moment, you know, and going through, you know, what he expected of me and what I expect of my team and, and our previous work and things like that, came on the scene, moved to Nashville, and we just kind of ran with it, wrote a menu, put every dessert in front of him, and he was like, you're good. Just, just go. So when we do menu changes, even now, um, you know, we'll talk about ideas or talk about a region of Italy, which is what our menus follow is a specific region. Um, so, but within those parameters, it is free reign for me and my team. How many people on your team? I have nine. How do you pick these people on your team? Like, is there, when, when you hire somebody, are you like, here's the deal. If you you got to be all in. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, like this isn't this isn't some restaurant job where you're going to come in like, oh, we're going to get you in here. Like, and do you do you have to be a culinary graduate to come and be on your team? Like, no. What are the prerequisites? No, I I have multiple team members that are not um, culinary graduates, but have some sort of experience, um, and you have to just be inspired. I mean, that's the biggest thing is attitude, teamwork. You'll hear me say all the time that pastry is a team sport, and I am not the one sole person standing behind that pesca dessert. There are nine other people that put their heart and soul and, you know, their ideas and inspiration into that one plate and then times that by eight that are on the menu. So you allow every single person who's on your team to have creative input and execution for what you're doing as far as desserts are. So it's not just, hey, I drew this up. I need you to execute this. You're actually taking their input too. Yeah. So we'll draw up something. I'll get ideas from everybody. I'll kind of put something together, draw it. Um, my sous chef, Abby, and I will sit down and just kind of, you know, clash heads and hash something out. And then we'll go back to the team, say, what do you think about this? And they're honest. They'll say, that's not going to work on the line. That's going to you know, be too soft or something like that. We take all those ideas and then we'll test it. So if they test a recipe and they say, hey, you know, Noel, this is really not going to work. We scrap the idea. We start over. So it, they're really an integral part of everything that, you know, is completed on that final product. Wow. And then do you t have to do tastings with the rest of the kitchen team before something goes on the menu? or? Yeah. So we'll do training days, which are, are really awesome for um, our front of the house staff, is that when we change a menu, culinary will change as well. We'll change desserts. And then we'll kind of go through the history and our inspiration and the products and the farms that we're using and anything that's local um, and really let them 
ask questions, explore, see the plate, and then taste. Love that. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's, <laughs> it's a lot, lot for one dessert. And then you times that by, you know, six, and it's a good hour of dessert eating. <laughs> what, is, what is the dessert you've made that you're, like, the most proud of? Is there one that you made that you were like, this, this right here was the one that I was like, this is it. That's like picking your favorite child. I could never. <laughs> well, I can tell you my favorite child. No, I'm just kidding. What's your favorite dessert on the menu right now? How about oh, that? I think it might be the pesca, actually, yeah. which is funny you bring that up. And I think it's just so colorfully beautiful. And peaches are in such a demand this year. Um, and we were lucky enough to get local peaches um, from Farmer Dave. And it's Already? Just, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. And they're in such a demand because there was a little bit of crop loss this year and things like oh, that. Oh, that freeze. So There's a bunch of crop loss. You're right. So I feel like the ones that we have are just delicious. And that dessert just highlights every part of it. So At this time of year, you're crushing it. It's amazing. Yeah. I think that's why, though, I gravitated more towards hotels, even in the beginning of my career. Like, I will tell you, I will never branch out to just be a single restaurant pastry chef. That's why I love the hotel world is that you do a little bit of everything. So I don't have to pick my favorite child. You know, it can be yeah. a plate of dessert or a croissant or a bread or a, you know, a banquet function. It's every day is different. Well, in restaurant pastry chefs, like you were saying, single restaurant pastry chefs, it's kind of a, a dying thing, unfortunately. You don't get a lot to work with except maybe a sheet pan if you're lucky yeah. in a tiny corner. And well, and so many restaurants are just don't have I can't pastry chefs one. anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, it's just... Like if you're a big group, like they might have a pastry chef for the group, mm -hmm. perhaps. Like I know, I think like Boca Group in Chicago has like a pastry chef, but they do desserts for, you know, multiple concepts, you right. know, which is why you're right. A hotel is a place that has the resources to allow you to do what you do and, and you do it so beautifully where you might not be able to, to do that. Right. And there's a lot of opportunity um, with a hotel and especially being so lucky, you know, there's not a lot of hotels that have such great restaurants in them and to have Yolan be that amazing restaurant that's also in a hotel is unheard of it's it's like a dime a dozen yeah it's not just the afterthought of right. like oh this is just an amenity to the hotel right that's, no I love that where do you two-parter here you're not working where 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 would you go to find a really good pastry in town or dessert in town that somebody else who's like crushing it and then where do you find inspiration so here I'll do that one that one's the easy part so the inspiration can come from anything. So it can be pottery. Um, we work with a great uh, potter, Christina Crone, um, and she does these amazing works of art that are plates. And she thinks our food is art, and we think her plates are art. Um, and it all just kind of comes together and photographs beautifully and looks beautiful and then tastes beautiful on top of that. Um, so it can be something as simple as a plate. It can be a new mold, it can be a new spice or what's in season. Um, so really any combination of all of those aspects. Um, it could also be somebody that inspires us as far as a um, higher end pastry chef that, you know, maybe we follow on online or something like that, that will take one little snippet or one little technique and apply it in a completely different application. So we try to really pull from a lot of different areas for inspiration, which I think is what keeps our desserts 
looking the way they do. Do you uh, have a favorite show that you watch? And why is it? Is it cake? No. <laughs> is it cake? <laughs> it is never cake. Have you seen Is It Cake? The no. Show, there's a show oh. called Is It Cake? <laughs> and they have like two pedestals that each have an identical sneaker on the pedestal and one of them's a sneaker and one of them is cake and they have a panel where they try and guess which one is there's like there's a real television show they'll have like a they'll have like a head of romaine and and it'll be like and then they'll make a cake that looks identical to the head of romaine and they have like four different heads from like which one is cake and then like is it number two and the guy pulls out a knife and he's like and he chops it in half he's like not cake What's the night? Then they cut through and they go, oh, this one is cake. And they, it's a fooling <laughs> it's kind like of It's like cake show. jeopardy. Well, Kinda. it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like wild. cake tic-tac-toe. I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but it's uh, Mikey, Mikey Day from Saturday Night Live is the host. And it's very amusing for like one or two episodes. <laughs> I feel like if I like to smoke a lot of weed, I would probably really be getting into this show. Yeah. Yeah. So I was how, like, how close can you get to the cake? Yeah, like ten feet. Oh, yeah, wow. I mean they. I mean, these are get, some impressive cakes. They it's, really. It's look, on Netflix. It's called "Is It Cake." I can't tell you that I'm going to watch that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you've got to at least get your eyes. I, I'll, I'll have right? to look at it. Does that type of show like offend you? No. Or are you looking at that going, "What a mockery of this craft"? They no, are. not now, at all. No, I will these say people this. Are artists too. Now, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I I would say that being a restaurant pastry chef versus being a baker who like makes wedding cakes and that sort of thing I think there's a common misconception that it's all the same thing but I know because I married to someone who was a restaurant pastry chef it is quite a different world to be a restaurant pastry yes. chef right, tell us the difference a baker and a pastry chef are very different and I I'm going to take a break to hear a word from our sponsors we are so excited that Cytex is back Cytex was an amazing sponsor of ours for so long, right before, like right as the pandemic started. And then the supply chain got weird. Everything was crazy in this world. And literally they were, they were paused. They were trying to get product. They were taking care of all of their customers. It was really amazing to see how a company prioritized the people that were working with them and took care of them. Well, now they are back. They are back bringing on new accounts. I know a lot of people tried to get started during the pandemic. It was just a challenge for literally everybody. But now if you're a locally owned and operated independent restaurant, they want to talk to you. So Ross Chandler is going to be your guy. His number is 270-823-2468. As a testimony from me again, they do such amazing things. Their service is amazing. Their quality is amazing. And just working with a company that genuinely cares is, is all the difference in the world, especially Ross Chandler. Let me give you his number one more time. 270-823-2468. That is Cytex. We absolutely love partnering with Sharpier's Bakery. Aaron Moso has been selling bread, fresh baked bread, to locally owned and operated restaurants six days a week, for 36 years. Yes, her father started the company 36 years ago and Aaron took it over uh, five years ago and it is doing amazing things. I have so many guests that come in the studio that are like, I love Sharpies. They save me so much time and the bread is so good. So we, uh, we've we got round buns, specialty round buns, dinner rolls, hoagies, baguettes, 
They do cheesecake. They do flourless chocolate torts. They do specially loaf breads and regular loaf breads and boulies. Boulies? B-O-U-L-E-S? Sourdough, long Tuscan, wheat, multigrain. They got everything. You should go check them out at sharpies.com. That is sharpies, C-H-A-R-P-I-E-R-S.com. Or you should give them a call at 615-356-0872. Supporting local is so damn important. And Aaron Moso and all of our friends over at Sharpies Bakery do that daily. Give her a call right now. We are joined with Jason Ellis from Supersource Nashville. They have been a sponsor for this podcast for almost three years. We are so honored to work with them. This is a great company and a great man. Jason, what can people expect if they give you a call? Um, we'll come out, do a complete audit of their facility, see in which ways we could help them approve, if any, um, and see what we can do as far as helping them save some money. So the first thing they got to do is just give us a call, 770-337-1143, or they can email me directly at jellis at supersourceinc.com. We'll come out, take a look at your operations, see in which ways we can help. That's amazing. So if you're out there right now listening to this, call Jason Ellis or email him today. Quite a different world to be a restaurant pastry yes. chef. Right, tell us the difference. A baker and a pastry chef are very different. And I think that each can have strong suits that the other, you know, has, but neither are the same. Um, pastry chef, you're going more mousse, custards, molded items, gelato bases, chocolate work. Baker, you're going more cake, buttercream, bread, croissants, things like that. And I think that's important also when I talk about my team, like they're also made up of these people. Um, I have two amazing uh, people in the morning of my team that make all these croissants and all of our beautiful breakfast pastries and scones and things like that. And while I know how to do it, they are far better at it than I would be on my own. So I trust them to kind of carry out their craft and do their amazing work and they succeed beautifully. So it's a kind of one of those balances you have to have of, I know how to do these things, but I'm not good at it. And I know that I'm not good at it. So that's where you let somebody else take it over. Okay. So perfect. So back, there's two questions we've kind of missed and I'll go back to your favorite baking show or pastry <laughs> chef kind of a tell what, what what do you like to watch i don't watch anything and oh. this is a horrible answer no this is the best answer but my team also will make fun of me endlessly that you know they'll talk about all these shows they watch pastry or not and i'll be in the conversation and act interested and they're like you're never gonna watch it don't worry about it i don't sit down and watch tv i don't what know what do you do you read books? What do you do? I, <laughs> I just kind of walk around the house and try to be productive. I don't know. I <laughs> how, do you, how do you relax? I, I don't have a hobby. Sometimes that's how people <laughs> take their... Your hobby is making pastries. Yeah, it really is. And your hobby is making desserts. It really is. Uh, how we spend our time. We, I, My husband and I love to just eat, honestly. And that's it sounds so cliche, but that's sounds how delicious. we enjoy our free time is kind of going out and travel and eating and exploring what are well, some of the best meals that you've had this oh, year well, that was either the here or otherwise segue to that oh, initial sorry. question of where do you find the best post the other pastry chef in town or where would you go to eat pastries that you were like i don't want to answer this question no this is another can't pick your favorite child i will say that so there's too many versus not enough 
Yeah. Okay. I would say so for me. And it doesn't have to be anything that's fancy. When I'm not at work, I don't need a plated dessert that has 13 components. I'd like an ice cream cone with chocolate sprinkles and I'd like a delicious sundae or something like that. And there are so many talented pastry people in Nashville. Um, a bunch of the cities that we've lived in, there isn't that connection and there isn't that kind of background and support from the pastry side. Um, there may be great restaurants, but not necessarily anybody that does great cakes or great desserts or ice cream. Um, but Nashville, I've found that the pastry community is actually mm. pretty large and very welcoming. Um, so really everybody wants to connect if they see you out or see your name on a reservation they want to talk to you. It's not this kind of standoffish vibe um, where a lot of other places are. Mm -hmm. It's very welcoming. Yeah. That, I love that about the yeah. Nashville hospitality community. Okay. You didn't name any names, though. I didn't name, name any names. What if you named the top three? In no order of bestness. Like, just three awesome ones that other people can check out. Oh, my gosh. I can do that. All right. Well, then we'll go back to Caroline's question of when you go out to eat, where is your favorite well, place yeah, to go? Yeah, I said, what are, what are the best meals that you've had so far this year, whether they're in Nashville or, or somewhere else? I'm just curious where you're eating. I am in Nashville. Um, we actually go to Nikki's. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love we live right down the street. Oh, my God. Really? So, yes. That's so the nicest thing we're, ever. We're Thank actually you so much. there a decent amount regardless. It's just like our, we love to sit on the patio and oh. pre-baby. I'm so flattered there right now. drinking wine on your patio, and now I'm missing the wine. Because but. I actually, <laughs> you, you may or may not know this, but you, I feel like you probably don't. Tony absolutely idolizes you. I don't know if you guys know each other at all, but he is like... Your Tony? My Tony, truly, because you're just the work that you do is so incredible and so beautiful. And I will say he being a pastry chef, former pastry chef is can be very critical of desserts when we go to a restaurant. And, you know, he's he's a tough a tough one. And I mean, he's just obsessed with well, your that's desserts. The sweetest. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he knows you come in all the time. He's going to be excited yeah, when I tell him all the time. We're like, Oh, we don't want to cook tonight. Oh, well, let's just God. go down the street. I love this. Thank so, you. Yeah. We eat there. We eat, um, we love Hawthorne. Um, that's what probably our biggest go-to place. And we just sit at the bar. And again, when, you know, I drink a Clementine and have dinner and have donuts for dessert and just, kind of relax um love butcher and bee mm. love all the work that they oh, do man. actually gonna go there for my birthday this week so happy birthday. birthday on june 1st so thursday okay i'm like that's in yeah yeah that's amazing so yeah happy birthday thank you <laughs> <laughs> um i'd say maybe those are our top three really okay the places that we visit and they're i mean like it's just such consistent delicious food that that's what we want to do when we're out is just relax and, mm -hmm. and spend time together. I work a lot. Is your um, husband in the industry as well? He is absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> what does he do? He builds homes for a living. Oh, nice. Well, that's a good business to be in yes. around here. Yeah, so he works in Franklin um, and builds homes, so he says to see all the, all the fancy goings-on. And you alluded to, you just mentioned, you said that you are pregnant? Yes, I am eight months pregnant. I have five weeks left. Congrats. Thank you. Congratulations. So looking forward to wine on the patio. 
Did you? Soon. Just, did just you, in time. Did you guys do like a, um, what's the, a gender reveal party? We did. We're having a girl. You did? Yes. You're having a girl. What did you guys, how did you reveal the gender? Um, did we, you do anything special? Nothing with fire, cake? I assume. Nothing with fire, nothing with cake. We thought about cake and we're like, oh, that's so cliche for me. I can't do that. So um, <laughs> we had it packed in an envelope and we sent it to our friends. They packed us a box of clothes and all, you know, the pink items. Oh, and then cute. and then we opened it uh, with friends and family. So it was super cute. They gave us a popper for, for a photo op. So we that's are great. 100% ready. So love that. Yeah. So the... On TikTok, the video today, the mom walking out to go to the gender reveal party, and the little kid comes by and he pops the balloon. I saw that, and it's like blue, and the mom's like, "What the?" <laughs> it's like the whole perfect ruining the party before you get there thing. I just saw one where the it was a like a family party in the backyard, and I guess the mom already had two girls, and they did the gender reveal, and it was revealed to be another girl. And she went ballistic and was like knocking the tables over, like breaking stuff, walked out of the party. Like she People was like, get upset. She did not want another girl. <laughs> is this your first? Yes, this is our wow. first. Yes. So we don't know really what we're in for, but like we kind of do, but we really don't. So <laughs> are you just accepting all the unsolicited advice in the world? I, the haven't, people? I haven't gotten that much. Really? No, I said I oh, said Brandon, I... we'll give you some. No, I'm not. I'm listen. I've enough people that have children. They're like, everybody's like, oh, let me tell you what you have to do. And it's like, I don't do any of that. Like, I'm, it's this, it's that, it's this. Everybody just wants to just tell you all about their experience. It's like, well, I'm going to have my own experience. Thank you. Right. Like, I appreciate you telling me I've that. been very lucky. Nobody's tried to pet me. Nobody's, oh, I haven't, haven't gotten oh, wow. any unsolicited advice. I've been very lucky. I just have the next five weeks to escape that. And so I think that would be the coolest thing about being pregnant. It's like, come pet my belly. <laughs> no, no. People get in your bubble. <laughs> no. I, I, no. Not, not a thing. No. Not a thing. Women, That's me, women, though. I'm weird. Women don't like to be touched by strangers in any way or capacity. Yeah. I can imagine that. Yeah, right. Am I <laughs> yeah, right? I feel no, like totally. I, I feel like I will speak for all women and make that sweeping well, statement. <laughs> I guess I'm probably the same way. <laughs> I probably don't like being touched. If a by stranger strangers. just walked up to you and started rubbing your stomach, okay, I'm like friends and people. Not okay. Okay, never mind. <laughs> anyway, my wife is like here. we're on different uh, yeah. different wavelengths here. <laughs> So well, you really said cool. that you live in the nations. I yes. am so thrilled for this information. Right down the street. Have you guys lived there since you moved here? Yes. So oh, actually awesome. we were super lucky. We When we moved, obviously it was during COVID, like I mentioned. Um, so we rented a townhouse and just loved it. It was um, a new build um, and the gentleman just kind of wanted a new you know, lease on life. So he moved to Franklin um, and got a horse farm and he wanted to rent out this this home and so we got in there and mentioned to him a few times hey if you ever wanted to sell it we'd love to live here um and then finally two years ago he said nice yeah you know what let's do this so we bought it and Good for you. we love it we love the neighborhood we it's going to be so hard if we ever have to leave you know if you ever have to yeah. upsize or anything but we absolutely love the nation so you're enjoying nashville yes we love every part of it honestly we loved Charlotte as well, and we spent, obviously, like, six years there, but it was very corporate, and it's very kind of clean-cut and kind of structured. Mm -hmm. Nashville's much more lively, much more um, laid back, and there's always something going on here. So 
we love to just kind of what's going on this weekend or even during the week, there's always something to do. Um, and so we love to explore and eat and go to festivals and anything we can to just kind of get out of the house when we have free time. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I think Nashville, something that's nice about Nashville is that there's so many easy day trips. There's so many, you know, cool other cities and, and things oh, to man. do. So that are centrally just, located. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much good food here too. Like it's, that's why when you ask me these questions, it's, it's too hard to pick. It's, do you do any food traveling? Have you like traveled regionally to like eat somewhere specific or try like, you know, West, West Tennessee barbecue or anything like that? Not regionally yet. Um, but hopefully soon, obviously when I have some, a little time off, maybe we'll take some, some road trips, but, um, we love to kind of travel and eat internationally as well. Mm. Like you're, I mean, Europe, Spain, all of these places that, you know, are known for all these amazing foods and items that we want to search out and find the best of. Um, that's that's our happy place. Have you been to Italy with the Montuanos? Not with the Montuanos. No, I think that would be a that would be could like a roller coaster. What a dream! <laughs> they could do like an annual trip and charge whatever they want to go to Italy with them and just. Sure. Gosh, that'd be amazing. I feel like Tony doesn't doesn't Tony do like a food tour sometimes? Thing? Like you can buy a weekend sometimes. Yeah. yeah. It's, but they're in Italy. They love it. Obviously, they love Italy. They're in there all the time. <laughs> well, they have a place there, right? Uh, no, not yet. Do they sell it? I believe so. Well, when they left Spiaggia, they moved to Italy. And they had, like, this big farm. And then, I guess, the Joseph, um, Joe, what is his name? I can't think of the Joel guy. Joel Pizzuti. Pizzuti. Yes. Um, called them, and they had the meeting. And, like, what kind of an offer must it be to like, I'm in retirement in my country home in Italy. Oh, let's move to Nashville and do this whole restaurant thing again. Like, I don't know, just to me, it was like, wow, that's a, that's amazing that they did that. And then they were like, well, why not? And then the pandemic hit and they were like, oh shit. They figured it out. Yeah, we figured it out. We, we had to figure it out quick, <laughs> but yeah, we did. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was like right at the very beginning of the pandemic, like we were ramping up to, you guys were ramping up to go and then. Yeah, and we did not know if we were going to, you know, have the business and there were weeks that we didn't and there were weeks that we were packed and really honestly when we opened, it was that local traffic. That's what, that's what got us going was all the locals because it wasn't anybody traveling in. Um, mm. But everybody who has been here and has wanted this fine dining experience came in droves and really, like, pumped us up. And it was it was amazing to see. So that's really kind of how we took off for the first opening kind of chapter. What is business like for you guys now? Is it a mix of locals and tourists? Is it mostly tourists? or I would say we're a really good mix. We have a lot of regulars. Um, and then we have a lot of tourists. We have a lot of transient guests, hotel guests, um, people that are staying at other hotels that are looking for that amazing dinner experience or anniversary or celebration. Um, but then we have a lot of guests that love to just come in and eat at the bar and casual Monday night tasting menu and things like that. So I would say it's a really even mix, but we are busy. <laughs> that's that's great. I love to hear that. And, and I, I love that you mentioned your bar too. I think that that's something that a lot of people might not realize that it doesn't just have to be a special occasion restaurant. While it certainly is great for that, you guys have a bar that anybody can walk into, order a la carte on the menu. Absolutely. You know, something I love to do, maybe you've had a great dinner somewhere else, and then you can bop over to your bar and order your dessert. Absolutely. A little have after a nightcap. dinner drink. Yeah. 
It's perfect. Yes, absolutely. And and that's like the best way mm. to do it too is a la carte options as well as the tasting menu. I mean, once you've experienced a region on a tasting menu, um, a la carte is, you know, changing and there's pasta dishes and salads and yeah. all these different ways you can kind of build your meal. I had such a memorable dinner at your bar. I kind of, we had a, a little bit of a family emergency a few years ago. It was our 10 year wedding anniversary. And I was supposed to be out of town and wound up coming home at like four o'clock on the day of my 10 year wedding anniversary. And we're like, well, it's still our anniversary. What do you want to do? And we threw on some clothes and we just came and sat at your bar. And even though we had no plans, it just, it wound up being such a special, memorable evening. You know, it was just, it was great. So that's awesome. Yeah. I don't know a lot about the pastry chef world. I'm, I'm new. I mean, I don't, I've never been a, I've, you're new to pastry chefing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've never really worked in a restaurant that had a pastry chef in all honesty. I mean, I'm so sad. I know. Right. I've been to a lot of places that have had pastry chefs. I've eaten at places but like the places I've worked with. I've operated. I mean, I've worked with them at us foods and things, but like not, this much what's the biggest misconception about being a pastry chef what do people what's the biggest misconception people think about is it that they also do is it that it's just cakes or that it's just one thing or the other maybe you know i don't know and this isn't a misconception but this is kind of one of those um i guess the word on the block but is probably pretty true is that most pastry chefs are very structured and very i'm an only child so if I put something somewhere, it's going to stay there. And that's also the same in the pastry kitchen, um, which obviously culinarians just really struggle with. We're very structured and recipe oriented and measure and scale um, where the food world is just a dash of this and a dash of that. Um, but I would say that's not even a misconception. That's that's the utter truth about all it of It has us. to be perfect. Yes, like it has to be perfect. Very strategic. Yes, I've met barely any pastry chefs in my lifetime that are not perfectionists and not just eye for detail and a little bit OCD and crazy. <laughs> We're all a little crazy, but <laughs> I know I sure as hell am. Misconception um, though. Yeah. I'd say that, that we bake cupcakes, you know, and while there's a lot of pastry chefs that do do that, that's not every person that is in the pastry world or in the baking world even. What's the question you really want me to ask you? Is there something that you're like, I hope he asked me about this because I want to talk about it. Because I, I don't know the right question to ask. I don't know. I think just like maybe it leads back to kind of what's the difference between everybody is just that you can kind of source out your talent to be good at everything. Like we have a coffee bar, we have denim, we have the rooftop bar, we have amenities and hotel um, banquets and functions and special dinners and we go to festivals and, um, you know, we go to wine events with Tony and Kathy and prepare plated desserts there. And it's just, I guess, how different and kind of varied pastry can be um, and then how much your team kind of loads into that. That's, that's my that's my soapbox that I stand on. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Tell me about the nine. Is it nine people on your team? Yes. Because we got we got like a little bit less than 10 minutes, right? Let's 
give a shout out to some of the people. Can you tell me about some of the people on your team oh, and yeah. kind of what makes them special? Totally. Let's give a shout out to some of your folks. So Abby Wells, she's my sous chef. Um, she actually worked with me in Charlotte at the Ballantine. Um, and then when COVID hit and we decided to move here, I somehow convinced her and dragged her with me. Nice. Um, yeah. And she's from the Charlotte area, lived there her whole life and kind of dug her heels in the ground and then decided that she would come with. So, um, but she's kind of like my standing stone and um, the person I bounce everything off of and the person that tells me that I'm crazy and that that's not going to work or the person that inspires me. Um, so yes, she's my sous chef. Um, and then I have three CDPs, which are um, uh, Liz Meyer, Sarah Buchanan and Nathaniel West. Liz and Sarah kind of man our night crew. So they're there behind the scenes when you're getting those plated desserts, making sure everything is perfect, helping with our high-end production, our chocolate work, um, and really overseeing everything when Abby and I's eyes can't be on everything. Um, and then Nathaniel is up when you are still asleep, uh, and he's at work by 5 a.m. baking all of these beautiful croissants and scones and danishes and pastries. Um, and Celine Croft, she is Nathaniel's kind of right hand, also does all these amazing ideas. I let them pretty much run with everything as far as flavor concepts and scoring and focaccia flavors, and they do not disappoint. The coffee bar is the most <laughs> decadent pastries you will find around, and that's for sure. Um, and then I have um, Elaine King, uh, Cordelia Joseph, and Bailey Mason. And they are kind of our structure of production. Um, and they kind of help with anything that we need help with as far as plating, production goes, banquets, and just anything we need. They're there. Their hands are there. They're all in it um, and ready to just kind of jump in and help. So, yeah. What else am I missing? If you get, the thing you can't see listening to this to the car or wherever <laughs> you're listening to this is that we can talk all day long about what you're doing and what it is to be a pastry chef. But when you talk about the people that you work with, look at the grin on her face right now. She lights up. Like you can talk about it. You talked about the people you work with and you lit up. Yeah, they're great. Like these people are really important to you. Yes. I mean, you can tell how much you genuinely care about them. Yes, absolutely. No, that's... That was really cool to see. Number one. That's, that's wow. my team. And we all, you know, they'd probably go into battle for me, and I would do the same. He's what's the, the best. What's the most important, like, leadership advice you ever got or that you could give? Maybe one, one and the other. I think it just goes with also life advice. Just treat somebody how you want to be treated I remember being that pastry cook that didn't get credit for anything um that you know was kind of not pushed to the wayside but you're you're doing somebody else's recipes and vision um and you might have a great idea and you're not heard so I think I really learned a lot of that in the beginning of my career of what I didn't want to be and what kind of chef you know I don't yell I don't you know there's no belittling there's no you know, all these Passive things you aggression, see, sarcasm, right? all these things yelling. you see on, on a, you know, TV show or something like that. Um, these are the people that are going to help you and build you up. And I want to build them up as much as they build me up. I yeah. think they're rock stars just as they think I'm a rock star. So really it's, it's just all about mutual respect and, and having people behind you that, you know, 
are in your corner. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Are you a part of La Dom? I just applied. Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> cool. I was say you. You should be in La Dom. Yes. Like you're that kind of leader. I think that they're like we want you to be part of this. Yes, just applied. So they uh, they assured me I'm a shoe in. <laughs> you are for I'm sure. Like, you you'll be in. I'm sure you get in there. That's great. You're a you're. I am. La Dom. Are you? Yeah. I am. Yes. She's a Dom. Awesome. Awesome. I'm a very bad member who's not as engaged as I should be in everything. But were you at the Hawthorne event? Oh, okay. Sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> I just, you know what it is. It's so hard. It's just so hard sometimes. You know, we have such busy schedules and, you know, you go with the best of intentions of I'm going to do this thing or I'm going to go to this thing. And then sometimes the day gets there and, you know, you have to go do something else. So. Absolutely. <laughs> you just described the story of my life right? <laughs> like you have all these plans and you want to do this thing and then you get to the thing and you're like i had to do something else yeah and they're just like I'd, yes this is every day of my life i have to do something else mean else. calendar of mine said yeah. nope you got to be here yeah right? you didn't put that thing in front of this thing and now you got to go do this thing that's and, like when we're trying to schedule these interviews oh i tell God. brandon my availability and then I, there's basically like a six hour window of like you have six hours to schedule everything before these dates. I'm not available anymore. Oh right? yeah. I, I, sorry. Scheduling sorry, this interview today. I was like, here's 12 days. Yeah. There's 12 different dates. Pick one, but do it quick. Cause I sent this to nine people. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you're like, I'll goes, take June 1st at one, 1030. I'm like, no, it's already gone. It's like bidding. Can, can you do nine? Nope. All right. We'll pick a different day. <laughs> May 30th. Ah, that day's done too. Like, Let's try June sixth between the hours of nine and nine fifteen. Yeah. How does that sound? Like, oh, we'll take it. Like, okay. And got you it. better be right in this window. <laughs> it gets crazy sometimes. That's it's fun a, though. That's all right. You know what? That's a little bit like pastry too. The bread's got to go in the oven at exactly a certain time, and that oven's going to be free because I'm going to make it be free. That's right. <laughs> it will be free. It will be free. What happens if it's not free? What then What kind of Noel do we get to know? A culinarian might catch a little bit of a wrath. Yeah. <laughs> It's always a culinarian. It's never, never a pastry person. <laughs> Culinary. So the delineation between a culinarian and a pastry person. It's that chaos. Do you wear like a pink chef coat and they wear like a black chef no. coat? Like how do you? She's wearing a black chef coat right now. Why do you assume she'd wear the pink one? It was hypothetical. One? I don't know. I was just in my brain thinking of two Why different colors. Why wouldn't they wear the pink one? Do the, do the <laughs> you wear the black and they wear pink? A pink, maybe bad blue, white. I don't know. Pick a different. It's not like Hell's Kitchen. One last time, a word from our sponsors. We are supported by Robbins Insurance, a local insurance agency providing customized insurance policies, sound guidance, and attentive service. Robbins Insurance is the go-to agency for hospitality professionals in Nashville. Listen, Robbins knows how hard industry professionals work every single day. They also know how devastating accidents can be. Be it a grease fire that damages the kitchen, a severe storm that cuts off power, or a customer slip and fall incident. But with the extensive experience and the savvy to create a policy that protects your business from accidents like those, you can rest easy knowing that the work you've put in will not be for nothing. Visit Robin's website at robinsins.com to request a consultation or call Matthew Clements directly. His number is 863-409-9372. Protection you can trust. That's Robin's. What Chefs Want story is incredibly unique. The owner, Ron Trenier, met with a bunch of chefs in Louisville back in the early 2000s and asked them one simple question. What do you want? 
And the chefs, they responded emphatically. We want deliveries on Sunday. We want to be able to split any item that you sell. We want a frictionless experience where we feel like we're being served. And so you know what he did? Something crazy. He did just that. So What Chefs Want is not only a company that's delivering fresh produce, fresh seafood, fresh custom cut meats, specialty items, dairy, gourmet, all of that seven days a week. They also offer 24 seven customer support. You wanna call, you wanna text, you wanna email, you can talk to somebody 24 seven. Get your delivery seven days a week in an amazing selection of products. That is what chefs want. So if you ever wonder why do they call it that? That's your reason. Check them out at whatchefswant.com. Are you a hospitality worker looking to purchase a new home? Don't settle for just any realtor. Use someone who understands your industry. Our real estate partner, John Ho, has a history in hospitality and is now able to help our industry through the home buying process. Along with his partner at Foundation Mortgage, they have the products and intimate knowledge of the hospitality industry to assist you in identifying properties to purchase and get you qualified for financing. Too often in our industry, we've been fed lies about the path to home ownership. The truth is, you don't need great credit scores. You don't need tens of thousands of dollars for a down payment, and you certainly don't need two years of employment at one job. Don't take chances with the one of the most significant purchases of your life. Trust people who understand the needs of hospitality workers. A team who is non-judgmental and is flexible enough to accommodate any hospitality schedule. And for you managers and executives listening out there, reach out to them to inquire for free information you can pass along to your staff. Contact them today to start your home buying journey with the right team. John Ho at 615-483-0315. Or you can follow him on Instagram at Hospitality. Amanda Gardner with Foundation Mortgage is 865-230-1031. Find her on Instagram at Mortgage Amanda. No, we have no, we have no <laughs> definitive, you know. But they have different names. Well, they specialize in, I could never be on the hotline. I could never cook you a burger. I could never cook you a pasta. That's why my respect, you know, I could never break down okay. a pig that I do not know how to do that. That is not my talent. And I have so much respect for that. You know, I will say for what it's worth, though, I think that because what you do is so scientific um, and so technical in that way that sometimes, you know, like you said, cooking a pasta is not necessarily the same, but butchering and like curing meats is, I, I feel like oddly that same type of skill set, that same type of brain. mindset. Yeah. I, I don't know if I could wrap my head around it. Mm. I'm, I'm not. Because it's a living organism? No, just because I, I don't know where I'd begin. I mean, what I'm not. It was a living organism. Right. I'm not trained in it. I, I don't pretend to that I can cook. That's for sure. But you also, it sounds like you have no desire to. Yeah, no. But if you, if no. she's saying this style of brain of that level of detail right. to open up a pig and cut that's out little things like yeah. the, just that level, that that brain, the I mindset. I haven't heard that before. So that's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I think, well, and it's because it's like, you know, if you're like dry curing something, it's all the weights and science and timing and, you right. know, 
it's it's that same I I I think it's you know that same type yeah. of skill set. No, much respect for for all you know. I say culinarians, but anything anybody that's you know cooking cooking that pasta or um, breaking down that pig or any you know making that hamburger. I I am not good at that. I will give you a hockey puck on a bun. <laughs> I'm you know I can cook at home a bit, but I am not a restaurant chef in in the culinary world. I'd much rather deal with the mousse and the buttercream mm-hmm. and I want to know that any dish that I wash isn't going to smell like an onion. I, <laughs> there you go. That's oh, it. I, I <laughs> didn't know the culinarians versus the pastries. I'm like, oh, is this like the Bloods and the Crips back there? Are you oh, guys kind like of. battling back and yeah, forth? Yeah, kind like, of. When if it if com- one of the you know greasers has a, <laughs> has the, my oven's not available, oh, definitely. they're going to know. No, that definitely is it. And, and I'll come out there and say, who's in the oven? And that's the only time you'll hear me yell and then me you'll see a hand go up um i'll be right out chef and then they take out their parmesan cheese and we steal it for bread (laughs) love it okay we've got to wrap it up here today but this has been a lot of fun yes and we've got to do this again i love having pastry chefs because i'm learning so much about what you guys do thank you for just coming in and telling us what you do and I, i i find these interviews fascinating congratulations on the all of your success but especially being recognized by the beard foundation what does that feel like is that just like what that moment that you heard that you were a semi-finalist for the james beard this is your first time yes yeah what was that was that like all the the hard work and dedication did it just feel like validation for you like what was that like totally surreal i mean like you you know of this amazing um kind of organization and you know the chefs that belong to this and obviously like tony and and all these other amazing people even in nashville and outside of nashville that have been recognized by them and it almost feels like i'm not supposed to be in that same category you know it's i'm just making desserts what are you what are you talking about um but it was absolutely amazing that they you know also look at pastry work in the same way of what we're trying to do and and what we're trying to accomplish and make guests have that kind of feeling of, like you said, artwork and wow. Um, and that they're just all behind that because pastry is, it's not a dying art, but there are not as many people that function like that and, and produce products like that. So it was amazing. And I will mention too, when chefs get James Beard nominee nominations, it goes by region. But when pastry chefs get a nomination, it is not regional. It is for the entire country. So an even bigger, you know, yes. congrats yes. to you. Thank you. Yes. Wow. It was, it was, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So it was 20 of the U.S. Whereas when a chef gets a it's nomination, like it's, Southeast, it's yeah, right. Midwest. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. So that was, yeah, crazy. Absolutely insane. Wow. That, that, that does make it even, even more special. Yeah, That's, and it's and it's awesome to see who's on the semifinalist list or who's what makes the nomination list, and also to learn from them as well, and to kind of you know you stalk everybody's Instagram and their social media and their restaurants, and then you're inspired by them as well. So it's it's just a hand in hand kind of connection, which is really awesome. Oh. All right, we do one final thing here. It is called the Gordon Food Service Final Thought, where the People at Gordon Food Service, the good, amazing people at Gordon Food Service, sponsor this segment. It's the final segment of the show. All you got to do is you get to take us out. So 
you're going to finish the show up. You're going to tell us whatever you want to say, as long as you want to say it. You're talking to the entire world. The entire world is listening right now. So oh, this Brandon. is very, <laughs> 32 countries are listening to this right now. So this is very important. And people have you said could, everything from like a, a deep thought about the industry to what's their favorite sports team. So it can be really as heavy or as light loose, as you very want it to loose. be. It doesn't, Anything you want to say. You could say, I've had a lot of fun, uh, you know, peace out, guys. I got to go. Like, that could be it. You could you could say anything. Anything you want. Well, but- first, I have to say thank you for having me because this was an amazing. And I've never thank been you. on a podcast before, like we mentioned earlier. I, you've been on TV or the news or things like that. And um, this has been super fun and, and cool um, to see how you guys kind of operate in the podcast It's an honor world. to have you here. Um, and then, I don't know, just keep it sweet. Keep it sweet. I love That's that. It. So you have to sign that on the door to keep it sweet. That's a good one. Noelle Marchetti. Thank you for joining us on Nashville Thank you Radio. so much. Thank you. Big thank you to Noelle Marchetti for joining us on Nashville Restaurant Radio. I did a whole other intro where I introduced her, and I think I said Nicole Marchetti. So when I came at the beginning, I said, let's try this for a third time. Literally, there was three intros that I had to do. Uh, That's what happens when you record early in the morning and you have lost your voice because of the Nashville SC game. Uh, that That is what happens. So... Thank you guys for listening. Want to again tell you Ben Whitlock this Friday, new episode Father's Day coming up. Please do something special for your husbands, your dads, your brothers, anybody who's a dad. Give them the day to do whatever they want. And uh, I know I'm going to be, I've done some trips with my kids and you'll hear more about it on Friday when we talk with Ben. But uh, thank you again for listening. And um, I hope that you guys are being safe out there. Love you guys. Bye.